Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, of course, uh, the ECB, England and Wales cricket board is uh, home in London, uh, around Lords. Uh, but they won't be calling Chris Silverwood or Ashley Giles to London anymore. They haven't got a calling there. Uh, they're out. They're gone as a result of England's woeful performance, not just in the Ashes, but over the last year or so in Test Cricket in particular, uh, which is a good thing because it means that, that Test Cricket still matters to them uh, and they are really going to go about uh, making changes there and uh, who will come in, I do not know, uh, to be perfectly honest, but they'll come in under pressure. Uh, they've got to find a team, to be honest. Uh, they've got a captain who needs a team. They've got an ageing bowling attack and... Uh, what happens from that point onwards, we do not know. But it's of interest to us, John, because we had three test matches uh, against England coming up uh, later this year, all going well. Uh, we've been gifted three tests on the basis that we are now uh, the world champions and people want to see us a bit more often, which is great. Uh, but England, uh, at this point, you'd have to say New Zealand would be warm, warm favourites. Yeah, and we were there just before the World Test Championship final, weren't we? And we won that two-match series 1-0. Uh, so recent experience over there, and when we have talked to any players, they've already got their eyes on that, don't they? That's almost the big carrot for this season. Um, so, yeah, is um, the batting coach, they've still got to decide on him as well, whether he survives. So it could be a, a total clean-out. And I see Alex Stewart, an old uh, contemporary of yours, uh, used to wear the gloves a bit for England. He's keen to take over as a caretaker coach if given the opportunity. So would he be a good option? And what other options are there in English cricket? Sometimes they go for South Africans, don't they? And um, sometimes though they very rarely go for their own these days, it seems. And when they do, it doesn't end too well. Well, I don't think the batting coach is going to last long, and he shouldn't because they can't bat. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, his name is Graham Thorpe. Uh, and you might remember at the end of the uh, Test match in Tasmania. Uh, there was all sorts of controversy about out late drinking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and Graham Thorpe was involved in that. So I don't think that all goes well for him and his uh, interview with the respective parties concerned. So uh, the last thing you wanted to do is get into trouble off the field when your team isn't performing on the field. So a, a lot of pressure on him for I think just a clean sweep, a massive broom going through uh, the hierarchy of English cricket. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, John. 0800 150 is our phone number if you want to join in on a number of these issues. Uh, so England are about to be uh, revamped, and whether they come together quickly enough to challenge New Zealand will be uh, very interesting indeed. One of the other uh, interesting things, and quite incredible, uh, is that for a lot of people in Australia, they find it hard to believe that Justin Langer's fate will be decided today uh, as to whether he will keep the job of the Australian cricket coach. Now, by world standards, if you win a world title um, not that long ago uh, and then you come home and in the most important test series of the lot, uh, you dominate, win 4-0, possibly 5-0, you would think your job is pretty secure. You would be thinking, yep, that was what they wanted me to do. I've rebuilt the team after Sandpaper Gate, etc. Pulled it all together. 
Uh, we've had the issue with Tim Payne, but we've made the transition with a new captain. But it seems the new captain, Pat Cummins, is not really seriously endorsing Justin Langer, which suggests to me that there's something pretty murky going on behind the scenes in the dressing room. We got a taste of Justin Langer, didn't we, in that documentary uh, when they, they filmed uh, the Australian cricket team around England. <clears throat> we got a little taste of his moods from time to time, uh, and uh, he's obviously a very powerful force. Maybe it's too, too much. Maybe it's become too much. Yeah, he seems like an abrasive sort of character, Smithy, which Aussies love, don't they normally? Like, you know, a bit between the teeth, you know, worlds against us, that kind of style, a little bit uh, cocky in his ways, uh, do it my way sort of style, or is, does that not uh, gel well with Pat Cummins and the new direction Australian cricket told us they were heading in? Uh, I'm just not sure. Is there personality clashes here? Clearly. Clearly there are really big personality clashes, John, that um, you know, and Australians uh, are made that way. They play hard, um, you know, they prepare hard, and they don't, you know, they don't keep quiet on adversity, uh, as uh, a lot of other teams, particularly New Zealand teams, will just tend to just wear it uh, and just get on with it because they don't want to lose their jobs, they don't want to lose their income, etc. Australians tend to be a little bit more outspoken on the issue. So uh, we'll keep, um, keep an eye over that. The news should come through today on... Justin Langer. Yeah, that is just quite amazing. Um, if New Zealand, if we won a World Cup, a T20 World Cup, and beat England 4-0, we'd be having a parade for our coach down the street. It's just a different style over there. Our coaches, is what they say goes normally, uh, except there were rumours of Kane and Gary Stead maybe not seeing eye to eye about potential selections when it came to World Cups and Ish Sodi and that, taking him to 2019. So I guess there are butting of heads when it comes to captains and coaches, but... They sort them out in New Zealand and they seem to publicly do it in Australia and not sort it out. Yeah, it's quite right. Uh, Smithy says, Ken, why don't the English get Alistair Cook involved? One of their best test batsmen ever could do a lot worse. Uh, Sir Alistair Cook, I think he is these days, uh, if he is, and he's very close to it. Uh, look, he's, he'll be on the list. He will be on the list. They need men of, of uh, performance, men of principle, etc. Certainly I would think uh, he would be uh, quite good in terms of uh, the batting side of things, tactically, he was a, a relatively successful captain, but it might go a bit deeper, a little bit older than that. Uh, I remember back in uh, the 80s when they had trouble with um, not so much a poor performing England side, but a, a side that l- sort of lacked direction for the amount of talent that they had. Uh, they went and got themselves a fellow by the name of Mike Brearley, who was out of Test cricket for quite some time, and they brought him back in uh, because of his ability to galvanise and to lead men from the front. He wasn't the best player in England, on form, he probably didn't deserve to be in, uh, but he was a handy enough player to uh, score enough runs. But his his real strength was the ability to pull the likes and the raw talent of the Bothams, the Willises, etc., uh, the Gowers, get them in, uh, galvanise them, and get them in going in the same direction. Uh, and England, I think, need a hint of that. Somewhere in their hierarchy, their pecking order, uh, it doesn't appear that Joe Root's able to do that. He certainly wasn't able to do it with this group. I don't know if Joe Root's job is under pressure as captain. I think he's an okay captain. wouldn't say he's a genius on some of the tactics we saw uh, over the last three months in Australia. I think tactically he got it completely and utterly wrong, and maybe that will be his downfall as well. Maybe the new coach, maybe the new Ashley Giles, who uh, basically is the hands-on director of coach cricket, will come in and say, we need a new direction across the board. You know, if we're going to make all these drastic changes, all these drastic changes... Uh, but we leave the most powerful job of the lot in the same hands. Have we really gone anywhere? Have we achieved anything? 
Uh, look, Broad's going to go at some stage. Anderson's going to go at some stage. I would not be surprised uh, if this is their last hurrah, this home series against New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and, and they deserve to go out on a, a very, very high note, uh, as we said uh, with Ross Taylor recently. Uh, but uh, are England in a situation, uh, as opposed to New Zealand, we're comfortable with where we're at and you know our side is performing well. Are England uh, in a position now where they are able to give benefits as such? Or do they just say to Jimmy Anderson, mate, uh, we're building for the future and you know and I know you're not in it? Uh, and the same to Stuart Broad to a large degree. Uh, we're looking down the track and you aren't on that track. Uh, so big calls, some seriously big calls have to be made in England cricket, as there was John yesterday uh, with his non-selection of Lee Kasparuk. Now, when you read that team out, you said, I listened to, I knew most of those names. In fact, I know them pretty well now, um, and that's a good thing. Uh, and I thought, well, that's a side that pretty much everyone would have picked anyway. Uh, and then, of course, we got the reaction about Lee Kasparuk, particularly from John, uh, who was not happy about it, and uh, he wanted us to interview Bob Carter and say, why the hell did you not pick this girl? Look at her record. Look at her level of experience. And you've gone for Fran Jonas. Uh, yesterday I heard, I didn't hear Bob Carter himself, but I heard the story that he thought uh, by picking her, she's a left-arm spinner, uh, that would cover all their bases in terms of bowling to right-handers and left-handers. Hmm. Uh, you weigh that up with no experience uh, for the big occasion, bowling to some very fine players and leaving out someone who's performed against those players. That is the kind of call that puts your neck on the line. Yeah, strikes me as someone who's done too much planning, <laughs> maybe, uh, when you delve in too deep and rather than just going, who are my best players? Who are my best 15? Who's my best spinner uh, outside of Mealy Kerr? And right up there, actually, stats-wise, with Mealy Kerr, if not better. Um, I think sometimes Smithy... Um, cricket especially, you're like, oh, you need a good matchup with a left-armer against a left-hander or a left-armer takes the ball away from a right-handed batter, so you really do do your match-up homework a lot, but you kind of go past the fact that Fran Jonas has no international one-day wickets with Lee Kasparik who has over 50 of them at an average of under 20 and an economy rate of four. So I think sometimes you just got to go with a gut feel rather than what your planning is telling you about who turns the ball away from who. It's just, who's your best spinner? And Lee Kasparik, it looks like it's her smithy for the last, not just season, but seasons on end. Well, I also look at it this way. What have we been discussing with the Black Caps for this part of uh, the season anyway? Is uh, the fact that we haven't got room for a guy who can get 10 wickets in innings in India, Ajaz Patel. So all of a sudden we're talking about having spin options uh, of all sorts on pitches that don't spin. Do our pitches spin all of a sudden? Uh, what she also is, Lee Casper, is a very, very experienced slow bowler. Slow bowler, taking the pace out of the game. Flight, guile, that sort of thing. Uh, Mitchell Santner stuff, Dan Vittori stuff. Not prodigious spin. I don't think prodigious spin is going to win the World Cup for New Zealand. It's our ability to defend, bowl tightly. Uh, and to score runs. I don't think we're going to spin anyone out to win the World Cup. I'm not sure anyone will uh, yeah. in New Zealand conditions. We know that. Uh, so why don't you just go for the experience in the slow bowling area? Uh, Fran Jonas, uh, I wish her all the best, but that is uh, Ken Rutherford opening the batting in the West Indies one for me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and that didn't turn out too well for Paul Keen, did it? Uh, that's a tough introduction, absolutely, for Fran. And I can tell you, Smithy, um, there is Plunkett Shield action almost underway here in Auckland uh, on Eden Park's Outer Oval. Of course, you can't go, but it's right by the road there, uh, by the mobile. So I'm sure if you're walking past the fence, they can't tell you to go anywhere. Uh, but the Auckland Aces have won the toss and they've elected to bowl. So that means Cole Jamison will be uh, running in for Auckland. Uh, they have named their team as well. Worker, Guptill, Chapman, Phillips. Big four-day match this for Phillips. If he can score some runs, could find himself in the test team when they name it on Tuesday next week. For South Africa, uh, there's also uh, O'Donnell, Horn, Jamison, Solia, Somerville. Uh, to Brock and Lister, and on the Northern District side of things, they're opening up with Raval and Cooper, uh, who someone yesterday uh, said could be a bolter potentially for the Black Caps as they're looking for batsmen. Uh, Clark, Cartney Clark, who played so well for them in the Super Smash final. Uh, Joe Carter, the captain. Tim Seifert, Colin de Gronholm, Mitchell Satner, Tim Southey, uh, Randall, Wagner, and Walker. So some bloody good cricketers on show, Smithy. Unfortunately, no one can actually go into the ground to watch them. But that starts at 10.30 this morning with Auckland bowling against Northern. And that, folks, was part of the multi, remember? So we're going to have to be patient for that one. It's a four-day game. Uh, but that's the first ticket on the multi at $1.75 backing. Uh, the Northern Braves, a very important game. Um, not so much a trial match, uh, but also, uh, I think, a confidence-building match for Jameson in particular. Um, and also for Phillips, if Phillips was uh, able to get 100 uh, in that match, I think his name would go pretty much close to uh, the top of the pecking order in terms of uh, replacement for Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson in that group. So uh, that's what New Zealand selectors will be we hoping for out of that particular matchup. Yeah, 